Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here. And I want to welcome you all to another installment of Moments with Moa. Amen. It's been a while. It's been a while. But I am here today. I am here today. But I want to welcome you all to Moments with Moa here at Moa's Ark where God dwells. We know Jesus reigns and we the Spirit, the Holy Spirit guides us and we live in the agape. I got a little choked up right there. We live in the agape. That means we are here with unconditional love, unconditional love, that love that goes beyond words, that love that is an action, the love that you can feel, amen, under the guidance of our Holy Spirit. I thank God for his spirit dwelling on the inside of me and Where Jesus reigns, we are under his rule, under his authority, under his control. Amen. And we just rest in the presence of God because he dwells amongst us. Amen. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today. It has been a topic that I've been wanting to address for a minute. And uh, I wanted to take my time. I wanted to take my time so that I can bring to you something of substance, something of substance. I believe that this is a topic that in the body of Christ, we got to address it. We got to deal with it because if we don't, if we don't, this um, subtle, subtle behavior uh, and personality trait can become a stronghold in our lives. It can become a stronghold in our lives and it is rooted. It is rooted in ungodliness. It is rooted in deception. Uh, there is nothing like God <laughs> in this thing. So we're going to talk about uh, the topic today is going to be um, passive aggressiveness, passive aggressiveness. And and this is something that for me, um, I struggle. I struggle when dealing with passive aggressive people. Um, it, it's, it's a challenge for me because I'd rather you shoot it to me straight, give it to me straight. Let's be, you know, uh, straight up with one another. But when people are deceptive uh, and manipulative and, and kind of around the way, that, that kind of thing bothers me. So you all pray for prophetess as we get through this study today. But I thought it was something that was worthwhile to bring to your attention. Amen. Get, get, let's, let's get our minds uh, clear and let's get ready for this study so that we can recognize the traits in ourselves that we are um, uh, contributing to this behavioral pattern and, and these personality traits uh, that we can recognize it in ourselves and change it immediately. We've been talking about those toxic behaviors that we need to change immediately. And this is one of them. This is absolutely one of them being, being passive aggressive. There was nothing passive aggressive about Jesus. When he walked the face of the earth, there was, there is absolutely <laughs> nothing passive aggressive about God. So this is ungodly. It is ungodly. And let me be clear. 
let me be clear. There's a difference between being indecisive. There's a difference in being um, persuaded to change your perspective. There's a difference in being polite and mannerable and respectful of the opinions and desires of others. It's a total difference. That's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is passive aggressiveness. Amen. So let me just share uh, this study with you. And I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can find um, something in that urban dictionary. I enjoyed that the last time I talked um, and we looked up the topic in the urban dictionary. So I'm going to see if I can do the same here. But here is a definition that I have readily available to me. And the definition says passive aggressiveness. It is an adjective. It is of or denoting a type of behavior or personality characterized by indirect resistance to the demands of others and an avoidance of direct confrontation as in procrastinating, pouting, or misplacing important materials. Amen? So a few examples of passive-aggressive behavior may include avoiding direct or clear communication, evading problems, fear of intimacy or competition, making excuses, blaming others, obstructionism, playing the victim, Finging compliance with requests, sarcasm, backhanded compliments, and hiding anger. Amen. So those are a few of the uh, examples of what that um, passive aggressiveness may tangibly manifest as in our lives. Amen. And here are some signs. Here are some signs. And we're going to go deeper into this. But some of the signs include bitterness and hostility towards other people's requests, intentionally delaying or making mistakes when dealing with other people's requests, having clinical, pessimistic, or aggressive demeanor, and frequently complaining about feeling underappreciated or deceived. Amen. And a lot of times with me, because I have a very strong personality and I've been working over the years to be less, um, I'm not going to say dogmatic because I don't feel like my personality is that way, but I may not be self-aware. Y'all let me know. (laughs) But sometimes I can be a little rigid. You know, I can be a little strong in in my uh, petitions or, or requests to others. And what that causes is for those who are around me, there may be those who, uh, you know, may have an opinion that they may have a fear of communicating that with me or because they do not respect the authority by which I hold, they'll go behind my back and, you know, say one thing in my face and go behind my back and do something totally different. The reason I wanted to address this passive aggressiveness is because I feel like um, on many occasions, on many occasions, when you have someone who is uh, demonstrating that behavior at the core of it, there is uh, some form of 
um, uh, inability to submit to authority is is somewhere in that. It's somewhere in there. Either in their mind, like I said, with my experience with some people that you know were were uh, reporting up to me or or under uh, a program or project that I've led, you know, with with going behind my back, they'll say one thing in my face and and try to collude with others to sabotage the things that I was doing because they just didn't respect my authority. They didn't lend credibility to the things that I was doing. So they would be passive aggressive. So a lot of times when you find that people are, are, um, that behavior manifesting at the core of it is disobedience. It's rebellion. It is stubbornness. It is all likened, again, unto things that are not like God. And these rooted spirits are likened unto what? Witchcraft. Because we know that disobedience is likened unto witchcraft. So I have uh, made a commitment to myself just as a leader. As a a leader, I, I sow into what I expect to reap. So I don't care what uh, setting, what situation, what thing I'm in. I'm always going to follow the leader, submit to the authority of those who have ruled and authority over me. I'm very careful. Doesn't matter if you're uh, uh, the facilitator of a meeting or, uh, you know, if, if I give one of the kids an assignment and, and, and they're responsible for that for the entire household, I'm going to submit to the authority. We need to make that a practice. And I didn't mean to go in this direction, but somebody needs to hear this. It is a stronghold over your life that will cause you to reject instruction, reject uh, uh, command, demand, whatever it is from authority. Now, some of us who have suffered abuse, you know, from our past and been misused and abused and rejected and had all of these things happen to us, some of us defer and default to, uh, you know, that, that rebellious spirit. I told you all, my uncle used to call me a long time ago, a rebel without a cause. And that used to, it used to annoy me. It, it actually hurt my feelings. And one day I'm going to have to talk to him about that, you know, and not to mention when he used to beat me up when I called him, uh, Philip, but anyway, <laughs> but, uh, that, that would always bother me. But for those of us, who have struggled when when those who had rightful rule, rightful authority, the right stance and standing to reign over your lives, when they misuse and abuse that right, it had a subsequent consequence on your life. And so as we practice these toxic behaviors over and over and over again, then we feel like we are entitled to feel this way or entitled to act this way because we become common with it. But I come here to tell you today, if you are struggling with a spirit of disobedience, a spirit of rebellion, and let me be clear, let me be clear. God is a God of order, structure, and control. Let me be clear. Let me say it again. God is a God of order, structure and control. Now, I did not say that he didn't give you free will, but what I'm saying is he has control, full control over the situation and the circumstance. Let me be clear with you today. 
that because God is a God of order, structure, and control, he expects us to respect the foundation, the premise, principles of order, the principles of structure, the principles of control from man to our lives. He ordained it. He created it. So if there is someone who has rule over you, and let me put it in terms that you can understand. If your parents are still living, if your parents are still alive today, I don't care if you're 85 and your mother's 101. <laughs> let me be clear. They have rule and authority over you. And I'll go one step further. Even if they're no longer living, you still must honor them. You still must honor the principles and the values that they instilled in you. So they still, in essence, have rule and authority over you. So that's a category. You ain't even got to question it no more. You may have been confused, but from this day forward, if your parents, if, if you have parents, let me just be clear. They have rule and authority by which you must be subject to. By which you must be subject to. Now, I'm not saying if they're telling you to do anything that is adverse against the word and the will of God to do it. No, absolutely not. Now, you know better than that. Use your own discernment and common sense. But if they are instructing you and coaching you uh, into a better uh, person, you, you you better do what they tell you to do and don't be disrespectful. I'm not going to go into that scripture that I made my babies memorize or one of my babies. All right. Uh, second, in the, in the church, in the body of Christ, from the, the pastor, the lead, the head, the senior leader of the church to, you know, anyone else. Whether it be a committee board member, whether it be uh, a um, usher, whether it be the altar workers in their capacity, in their area that they have authority over, you submit. You submit, Sunday school teacher. You submit to their authority. And let me be clear once again, I'm not talking about, you know, people who you know, abuse and misuse their authority and they try to get you to, you know, bow down and cower down. Now, you know, we, we going to be like that Daniel, you know, nah, we, we not going to go there. Like the three Hebrew, Hebrew boys, we, we're not going to bow down to anybody, but you all get the gist of what I'm trying to say in the workplace, in the workplace. I'm, I'm a project manager. And one of the struggles for me is that uh, my workers or the, the resources on my project, I hate to use the term workers. I, the workers and boss and all of that stuff, that just that's too uh, um, slave-like for me. So I, I try not to use those terms. But anyway, uh, the resources uh, on my project, they are assets to me. But generally, I don't have, uh, they don't belong to me in the sense that they don't work for me. Uh, they do work on the project, but they have functional managers that they report up to, you know. So in the corporate setting, they may, you, you may encounter someone who is not your direct supervisor, but they are leading the initiative or the task that you are responsible for. Submit to their authority. 
Don't lose yourself. Don't lose your identity. Don't lose your uh, creativity or innovation in the process. But but flow. Um, who was it? Who was it? It was a general. I can't remember. Oh my God! Was it Churchill? Churchill. Um, and this is a quote that I I love, and I always fumble it up just because my short-term memory is horrific. Um, but anyway, he talked about uh, being a general and how he would make decisions. And, and the decisions that he made, uh, he always invited those who reported up to him. He always encouraged them to provide their input and to give their opinion. And they would go back and forth and debate or whatever was necessary to come up with a resolution or a decision. But his position was, once the decision is made, (laughs) once the decision is made, you follow suit to my authority. There is no more questioning. Now, you can question up until the time that the decision is made. And some of us need to get there. Some of us really, really need to get there and we need to start making some conscious decisions without shame, conscious decisions without shame as to who we can be led by and who we can't. So going back to the workplace, if you are in a situation where there's someone that you just, I mean, (laughs) sometimes either you dealing with a stronghold or they dealing with a stronghold or or maybe even personality clash that just ain't going to work. And you just like, look, I just cannot follow their leadership. I just can't be led by them. Then you uh, respectfully remove yourself. Don't be a deterrent. Don't be someone to come in and, and, and kick up a whole bunch of mess. Just simply with grace, bow out. Bow out and trust God. Trust God. But from this day forward, from this day forward, don't you dare be the one that bunk a buck against authority. That buck against authority. Cut it out. God is not pleased with it. And I'm telling you, it's aspects and areas in your life that is suffering because what you have sown in, uh, uh, um, I guess I just got to say it. What you sow in evil and ill intent. That's that's just what popped in my head. I was I was thinking something else before I, I even got to that. But, you know, it's the truth. It's the truth. Some of y'all reaping some unnecessary uh, uh, judgment in your everyday life just simply because you couldn't walk away from a situation that you couldn't be led in. And y'all grown, we all know ourselves enough to know, you know, sometimes you just got to walk away. And if you ain't got the guts to walk away, you better have the strength, strength to follow. You better have the strength to follow and just trust God. Trust God. It's been plenty of people (laughs) in my life that I had to resolve to God. If you got this one leading me, (laughs) I know they going to get it right. And I will humble myself. I would humble myself and we got to get out of this slave mentality, you know, that dictatorship, those who, you know, just, we, we just blindly and without forethought 
just, you know, like zombies, you know, allow ourselves to be led. No, nobody's asking you to do that. That's not what's required. What's required is to be an equal contributor, but to also follow the rule, lordship, and authority of of those who have rule over you. All right, so I spent a lot of time on that, and um, I didn't mean to, but I just want to let you guys know, you know, (coughs) even in our communities, even in our, you know, our, our, our city, our state, you know, there, there is, there is hierarchy of order. We, we just got to follow it. We got to follow it. And even taking on your position as leaders, as leaders, I believe that each and every one of us are leaders. We're set to lead something. Remember your position as a leader. All right, so we're going to talk about this passive aggressiveness, and I pray that you all stay and stick with me until we get through it. Amen. So this is something we got to talk about. So let's get to it. Love you all. All right, all right. So I told you all that, um, I was going to find uh, what this word meant in the Urban Dictionary, because I kind of like that Urban Dictionary. So I'm going to read you all what I found, because I feel like it's just that good. Um, And it gets the point across, all right? But you all can go and Google passive-aggressive and read it for yourself. But let me just try to get through this real quickly. Um, I had to pause on one of these words because I never heard of it, uh, su- superfluous. So I hope I say it right when I get to it. All right. So passive aggressive, some of the most obnoxious and arrogant people in the world. All right. This is this is what they're saying here. An antisocial personality trait that narcissistic but jealous and insecure people use to gain advantage because they cannot reveal their true personality. They are usually seen as nice people, but are very evil and manipulative underneath their mask, all right? The ultimate goal of a passive-aggressive person is to try to build a reputation of nobility around people while surrounding themselves with these same people who they eventually manipulate and control into doing things for them. The people they control unknowingly become their robots or tools of manipulation without their consent or own realization. Passive aggressive people are very reliant on popularity and people so that you are not subjected to to attack them or destroy their ego. Their lives are often very superfluous, parasitic, and self-indulgent. They prize, they prize institutions in society that promote equal opportunity while taking no risk. They can even be so clever as to hijack the whole entire institution completely without other people even noticing. 
They see the world and people as a chessboard strategy game. Be careful when y'all find these people. They often know how to stir up events and manipulate situations while remaining completely invisible and sitting pretty. <laughs> I'm not going to say what kind of starter they saying that these people are, but they, I mean, stir a certain kind of stir, but I'm not going to read that. All right. But so far, everything they're saying is, is consistent with what I believe. All right. So passive aggressors are basically very extroverted, but clever psychopaths. They tend to thrive on potential cutthroat scenarios and are most definitely ruthless opponents. I'm sorry, ruthless opportunists. Ruthless opportunists. A passive aggressive person usually tries to play on a person's insecurities and bring out their weak points in order to get a rise out of their victim. They usually try to appear nice around people while doing this, even to the victim. So everybody else is blinded to it, but you. They will often even try to manipulate and make their friends fight each other out of jealousy to test their own ability and control over them and the group while maintaining an outward appearance or reputation of innocence. The key to dealing with a passive-aggressive person is to never tell them your personal info. (laughs) I had to learn that. And always ignore and never respond to them or pretend to be nice. Never provoke an argument with a passive-aggressor. This is exactly what they want in order to make you look bad. Passive-aggressive people are dangerous. They are people that seek power, popularity, often play a divide and conquer game, giving other people around you false gifts so those people will like the passive-aggressive person more than you, and while simultaneously trying to patronize you or make you look bad. This is a tactic they use so that they can win popularity from people while passively belittling you and making it seem that you have no credibility or reputation to attack them back. So no one will believe you when you counterattack out of self-defense. They are skilled at hijacking friends to turn the world against you. Come on now. (laughs) Now, before I read that, my mind was thinking more along the lines of the passive aggressive people that are they're almost like carbon monoxide you wouldn't detect them or recognize them until it's too late i've dealt with so many people in my life because i am a lover of people i'm telling you i love people i love god's people and sometimes i let people in that i never should and and i i know i'm not one of those people that will you know, get before you and say, oh man, I didn't know such and such was a so-and-so. I knew it from the beginning, but because of my heart and, and just my desire to, to love on the people that God allow on my path, I've let some people in that I should not have let in <laughs> under the guise of love. But some of those people who have been most detrimental who've been most detrimental are the ones that when you read things like they're evil or you read things like 
they're they're manipulative or you know they try to to pit one person against the other you would look at that person and say never in a day never in a day would this person be like that but that is just simply because they're so good at hiding behind their mask that you can't easily recognize them I mean I've had some people that I've shared some of the most intimate most uh uh personal and damaging uh scarring situations in my life only to have them go and run till that you know to another through gossip and then when you know they uh uh what what am I trying to say when they go and and um weaponize these people with all of my uh challenges and trials and tribulations and give them all of the inside scoop to come after me when <laughs> when the blow actually come and I'm knocked down I, I I just it it damages me more because then I realized that passive aggressive person that I was dealing with that came under the guise of oh I'm so sweet I love everybody and, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Now, you done went and ran and told my information to one of my enemies because, you know, you want to try to, for for sport, see us spar against each other. But anyway, that wasn't the point of what I wanted to do for this uh, particular part of the segment. <laughs> I just wanted to do that overview. And I felt like the Urban Dictionary articulated much Uh, better than I could have an overview of what passive aggressiveness is. So let's get into the word of God. Amen. All right, let's get to it. All right, what did y'all think about that overview? I I liked it. I I really, I kind of enjoyed reading through that. And like I said, sometimes that urban dictionary because it, it can get funny but that was straightforward and uh i i really like that let's go to psalms 55 and 21 it says the words of his mouth were smoother than butter but war was in his heart his words were softer than oil yet were they drawn swords psalms 55 21 uh, and, I mean, 55 and 21. Nobody wants to be around somebody that they don't know where they're coming from. That they don't know where they're coming from. The passive aggressive uh, behavior is is it is deceitful. Again, it's rooted in rebellion, and and oftentimes is rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. People are afraid of being who they really and truly are. And they allow this passive-aggressive behavior to overcome them and to become a part of who they are, you know, if, if they don't deal with it. So these patterns, sometimes they're subtle. And especially in the faith community, it causes a lot of problems because you just simply feel like you don't have a real relationship with the person. Don't think that when you're interacting and engaging with someone, especially if you have a personality to be passive aggressive, that people don't see you for who you are. The people don't know and understand that you are a passive aggressive person. You say one thing, but you feel another. 
you know, you, you, you do it to manipulate the situation. Okay. But because sometimes in the body of Christ, we're afraid to even address things that will help us sharpen one another in, in areas that matter. <laughs> we'll, we'll address you if you come into church, you know, looking a little, um, you know, seductive as, as we see it. We'll address you if you sit in the wrong pew. We'll address you if you don't, you know, pay an accurate amount of, of, of tithe. But when it comes to issues or areas that we can really help each other grow, we don't want to touch on it. Okay? So with this passive aggressiveness, this, this behavior, it affects and it, it, it impacts relationships. And eventually over time, it becomes something that becomes overt. It's no longer hidden. It's no, no longer subtle. It's because we continue to practice this behavior. It is very pervasive and destructive. And it is not a, a healthy way of coping with situations or circumstances that you're faced with. Now, if you're on either side of this, if you're on either side of it, if you're exhibiting these traits or if you are dealing with a person who exhibits these traits, from it's time that we begin to address them. Now, you all if, who have listened to my podcast in the past, you know that I'm, I'm very careful with, with labels, but I use labels because it is a way that we communicate or articulate things that, that we have in our mind. Okay, so we have to have a way to communicate, and sometimes that's with labels. So understand and know that when I'm calling this out, it's not all-inclusive, it's not uh, one-size-fits-all. You'll see it manifesting in many different ways, but the crust of what I'm trying to get across is being passive aggressive is unnecessary when you learn who you are and you become comfortable in who you are and and walk outside of fear and walk by faith and deal with people in a real and meaningful way okay if you remove yourself from feeling inadequate or thinking that uh, you you don't measure up, which is why a lot of times, basically, that the people who are manipulating out here, that, that they're doing it because they feel inadequate. Or they have a fear of just simply being real about not one, wanting to commit to something. You know, because you are so uncertain about yourself. And and I have to be honest with me, you know, I'm 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 one of those people pleasers a lot of times. A lot of times. <laughs> and sometimes it, it pains me physically to say no. It pains me to say no. And I know myself well enough to understand my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities, and my threats. And one of the things with me is certain people, and I'm not going to call their name out because they'll have an advantage and they might listen to my podcast, but there are certain people 
that no matter what, I can't say no. I just simply cannot tell them no, so I I hide from them. (laughs) I will hide from them because they will, they'll have me high and dry with nothing, you know, because I just can't tell them no. So, So I can relate to that. Usually, this passive aggressiveness, it originates from, uh, like I said, fears, some kind of fear of one kind or another. And what we have to do is we need to bring those things to light so that we can address them for that behavior to stop. For us to do that, it requires a strength and a stretching of ourselves that we're not used to doing. We have to begin to be honest. There's something that I do with uh, the people that I serve in the capacity of life coaching. And I, I try to get them to do a stretching, a stretching exercise. And we talk about, and I've talked about this in our podcast, we talk about um, some of these um cognitive distortions, some of these uh, toxic thoughts that we have, how we process our thoughts in our mind. And one of them is making assumptions or, you know, uh, when we psychoanalyze stuff and we feel like we can predict, you know, how someone feels. And and as a form of stretching, I'll give them an, an assignment that when they go through the steps of identifying and understanding their thoughts and the emotions associated with that right at the moment of the thought, right at the moment of the assumption. When that toxic um, cognitive distortion comes, and and like I said, it could be true or, or not, it's still toxic, go to the person, ask them. Ask them how do they feel because you cannot determine the intent of another because only God can measure the intent of the heart. We can't. We can only measure from the output of others' behavior. So you got to ask the question. So in this case where, you know, there's a fear and there's something that we need to address, we need to communicate. We need to talk to others. We need to bring that thing to the surface and find a community, a support of people that will support and encourage you through it. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Find some mature people, saints of God preferably, that will encourage you to bring these fears to light no judgment, no shame, so that you can address them and you can stop being passive aggressive. Stop saying one thing and meaning something totally different. Stop committing to things that you don't truly commit to. And then you turn around and start delaying things because you never committed to doing the thing in the beginning. (laughs) Something just came to mind, but I'm going to talk to y'all about that later. All right. Sometimes it's rooted in or it's, 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 uh, originated from immaturity. And we talked about this, about people who have issues with authority. And, you know, sometimes it manifests itself, you know, I'm going to be passive aggressive because I'm going to do what I want to do. 
You know, if this one can do it, so can I. Or, you know, if if, if I don't respect their authority, then I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Come on, don't do that. Unwillingness to commit to something because you want to see it sabotaged. Now, you know that you have the key to the resolution or the solution. You're going to hold it back or be passive aggressive. Okay, I'm going to do this this day. I'm going to help you this day, knowing that you have no intention on uh, doing it. And then another uh, manifestation or, or origination of, of this thing is, you know, people who they want to be passive aggressive to kind of throw you a loop, throw you a curve so they can come in and save the day. Come on. This spirit will manifest itself as polite and innocent. And it attempts to steer clear of uncomfortable topics or encounters with others. Be clear. This spirit, this spirit, when it comes in a mild form, it will manifest itself as polite and innocent. And it will avoid conflict, controversy, people who will challenge or things that will challenge them. But it has a more insidious form that will come and manifest itself through hostility and contempt. And it's got like that. You ever seen somebody with that whatever attitude, whatever, you know. It's, it's, it's a sense of hostility. It's, it's like a, a, a masked or uncovered hostility or contempt with the situation or circumstance. That, that's, that's where that spirit comes in. And, and when you're dealing with people who are subject to the spirit, a lot of times it'll, it'll come, they'll keep their distance and in, in a situation where you're all gathered together, they'll be the ones that are silent or aloof because they're casing the place. They're trying to trying to understand. They're going to hide their true thoughts. Like I said, you know, with, with these individuals that I know, <laughs> they can run railroad over me. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It's a defense mechanism. But I got to deal with it. I, I got to start getting in their face. But anyway, hiding one true, uh, one's true thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. Oftentimes they are suppressing or setting aside how they really feel and ignoring the issue that otherwise should be addressed. Resisting change. And <laughs> this one people who champion the status quo. They don't want to see nothing change. They they just, they want it to stay exactly the same. They don't want to rock the boat. So they're going to manifest those uh, um, passive aggressive behaviors because they want to manipulate the situation that it will stay right where, where it is. Those people who are rigid, rule keepers, 
policy procedure holders, the ones who, uh, you know, get real defensive or use offensive tactics to try to keep you in place and in order through their manipulation. Oh, well, you know, you know who they are. I'm going to be real nice to you. But hey, I'm going to show you. Look, you see this rule right here? You see this policy, this procedure? I'm going to hide behind this because I can't really tell you that I'm not in alignment with the direction that you're going in. I I don't like what you're asking me to do. So I'm just going to hide behind the rules. I'm going to hide behind, you know, the policy. I'm going to stay away from you so I don't have to deal with you. When I come around you, I'm just going to be quiet. I ain't going to say nothing. But when I get Sally Sue behind closed doors, I'm going to tell her everything about how I feel and try to get her to collude with me. You know. So that we can overthrow or evade whatever your objectives are. We, we got to deal with that. A lot of times these people are people who don't know how to deal with anger. And again, that becomes, that comes with um, being immature. Being immature. I did a, a podcast before where I wanted to convey that anger as an emotion is good. It's a good thing. It's good. Every emotion that God has given us, I thank him for it. Because those emotions, if used correctly, are tools that we need to indicate action. But these are people who don't know how to deal with anger. They don't know how to deal with conflict. They don't know how to deal with negative emotions in a direct manner. They can do it indirectly, but they don't know how to deal with it directly. So the way that they do it is by expression of passive aggressiveness. They deny that it's a problem. They deny in your face that that there's some issue. But they deal with it in a different way. (laughs) The challenge for me with people who are passive aggressive is that they'll create an environment that makes it impossible for us to interact with them, to interact in a healthy way and and, in a way that is conducive to a meaningful relationship. It is hard because they're very subtle, they're slight, they, they sabotage. And it makes it hard. It's almost like, you know, something slippery just always falling through your hands. You just can't grip it. Because there's no true substance to it. I have always, always been the type of person. I'd rather you shoot it from, you know, to me straight. Let me know, because I'd rather know what I'm dealing with. (laughs) So I can deal with it. Than to be manipulated into thinking something is one thing and it's really something else. These people are very uh, calculating. Again, they're manipulative, but but it's 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 the I want to give you a vision so that you know, 
so that you are aware. Just think of the little old lady that you think, mm, excuse me, is sweet as pie. Never heard a fly. <laughs> but always behind the scenes manipulating the situation. But in your face is one way. I want you to get that vision. Of the individual, you know, somebody that you feel is your partner. Someone that you feel is your ally that is coming and saying one thing in your face and boy, going behind your back and doing something totally different. Now, I'll share a quick story about an individual and I won't say any names, um, but I was, I was, I happened to be working. This was a colleague of mine and I was working with this individual and I have been going through just a, a very difficult transition uh, the area that we were working in was was very new. It was extremely immature, and I probably was not where I am today. So I probably contributed to that immaturity. But because of who I am, because of how I carry myself, I had become the object of a great attack, a great attack, and and, and really. What I what I have summed it up as is that they just didn't, you know, certain people didn't know what to do with me, but they understood that they couldn't do nothing to me. You understand? So it it created a culture or an environment, a subculture within our little area where, you know, I, I come under attack. I have to, you know, deal with the situation and, you know, it, it just kind of bad a bad situation because I'm one that I will deal with conflict head on we we got to get this on the table so we can you know agree to disagree you know uh come together and and try to you know um try to try to put our differences aside you know because I'm I'm the one I'm a pursue the path of peace but I'm gonna bring it up you know so we can deal with it. but anyway this individual was or or made a very Um, direct attempt to get close to me and I believe to this day uh, it was because she was instructed to do so and so I was I had developed a relationship although it was an office relationship with this individual and she and I would you know we would have conversations and, and discussions you know about what was going on and and she seemed to be someone who was an ally but when it was all said and done let me just tell you she added to the material (laughs) the material uh, experience that I had in dealing with manipulators passive aggressive people people who will you know try to and and it was it was um it really touched me in a different way when I read that one piece of the Urban Dictionary that said, don't tell them your business. Don't tell them your business. And I had handed, I had handed this individual all types of weaponry uh, to be used against me. And, and she just took it and handed it over, you know, almost like she was a surveillance camera. But anyway, so I have firsthand experience with this. Had I known what I know now, <laughs> trust and believe, I would have dealt with uh, the situation totally different uh, than I than I did. Okay, 
But these people, back to the passive-aggressive people, they will rarely own up to their responsibility and conflict. They they always want to make it seem like, kind of like the narcissist, like, no, uh-uh, this all in your head. This, this, this didn't have anything to do with what you thought and you making it up. I didn't do nothing. But they don't want to deal with the reality of the situation. They'll create a, a state of ambiguous chaos. Just a whole bunch of stirring up and, 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 and you know, just creating mess for no reason. I know that, like I said in, in the in the dictionary, it said that they were more, you know, of, of these extroverts, these uh, type A type personalities. But I don't know that I agree with that 100% because I've dealt with some, some real introverted, passive aggressive people. And that's what really uh, fuels that manifestation because they don't know how to engage with or socially, you know, have a, a disagreement that they know how to deal with. And they always, you know, is somewhere centered in fear and their need to control. They don't have control. That's why they draw back. You know. And the, the thing that bothers me the most about the passive aggressive people is that you don't even give a person an opportunity to know where you coming from to even try to fix it, to even try to work on the situation that you guys are, are being faced with because you're in such fear. You know, but I want to encourage you, everybody that's listening to uh, this this podcast, I want to encourage you to strive for meaningful relationships, strive for uh, honesty, integrity, and, and truth in every relationship that you will, that you have. And that will help you to move away from this passive aggressive behavior. It's okay to, like I said, to, to have, um, a consideration for others' feelings, that is okay. You may you may not feel um, confident in, in approaching a situation or, or conflict, but don't be a manipulator. I guess that's what I'm trying to get across. Don't be a, a manipulator. It's human. It's human nature for us to, to just, you know, that initial look. I don't agree with this, but hey, I, I don't want to say nothing to such and such, but uh, <laughs> I don't agree with what, what direction they're going in. It's okay to have that opinion, but what I want to stretch you at is communicate that, articulate that to the individual and let them know, you know, I I, I don't agree with this, you know, what, what we're attempting to do. And like I said, if they have rule or authority over you, once the decision is made, then then you got to f- follow suit or back out and retreat. But if it's in a mutual, you know, peer-to-peer, look, I don't agree. I don't agree. 
you know, you got to stand on the word of God and, and, um, second Timothy one and seven, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind of a sound mind. Talk to yourself. Remind yourself of this. When that fear comes up that will cause you to to default or uh, divert back to that passive aggressive behavior of you trying to manipulate the situation, not being honest about your feelings and trying to create and cause a stir of a bunch of ambiguity so that you can't move forward. Begin to quote this scripture to yourself because what are you in fear of? What are you trying to control? What what do you want to control that has you in such fear that you have to come out of character and start manipulating people? Don't be deceitful and, and, and rebellious. Like in Jeremiah 9 and 8, that says the tongue is an arrow shot out. It speak of deceit. One speak of peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he layeth his weight. Waiting around. You know that you're you saying one thing. And you're waiting around to pounce on somebody, to manipulate the situation for your own uh, benefit. Jeremiah 6 and 9 says, Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Get in his presence. Acknowledge, be real about what you're struggling with, what you're dealing with, because I'm going to tell you today, these toxic behaviors that we're talking about, these things that, that we have struggled with for so many years and have negatively impacted the body of Christ for so many years, God ain't tolerating it. He's not going to continue to tolerate it because he's sending you truth now. He's sending you truth now. The word of God in Jeremiah 16 and 16 says, Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught. And the deceit of their heart. What did he do to them prophets? (laughs) Y'all better look it up. Y'all better look it up. When he is not standing for this, we better make sure that we get it together. This is a warning. This is a warning. If you are deceitful, if you are are engaged in, if you are manifesting these behaviors, God is not pleased. He's not pleased with that rebellious uh, uh, witchcraft uh, spirit that we are manifesting through our rebellion.
his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And that's something that we ought to know. When we're dealing with this spirit, we have to be more decisive, more deliberate in our actions. And from this day forward, we got to deal with this passive aggressive behavior because it's not of God. It is not godly. It is not something that God is uh, pleased with. He wants us to be social beings. I I started the um, series. Okay, here we go with this um, phone interruption. I just got a call. But what I was saying is that God wants us to be social. He wants us to to start being more um, engaged with one another. And I was saying that I had I had started the series on Hebrews 10, chapter 10, which those of you listening, go and, and read that because eventually I'll publish that. Um, if I haven't already, but I, I, I started getting into it and it was getting deeper uh, than I thought. But anyway, during that time, uh, this was the, the new church. And um, I believe the Holy Spirit had just maybe, maybe had just come. And I don't know if the Hebrew, I don't know if they were a part of that or not, but they were under persecution. That's the point that I'm trying to make. They were under persecution. And, uh, the author was trying to keep them from reverting back to what was common to them, what they knew, which was um, uh, Judaism, Judaism, uh, which is what what they were trying to deter them from. But anyway, uh, they were encouraging them to uh, forsake not the coming together of the saints. And they were encouraging them to come together because God knew and understood that there was power in unity. And so, uh, and this may not have been articulated as much in chapter 10 as, as it was in the, uh, the books, I mean, I'm sorry, the chapters prior to that. And that's why I had to kind of stop that study so I can get into it a little bit more so I can really, really bring it out. But anyway, um, the point is that God understood the power of unity and he knows it today. And the fact that we need to learn how to get along. We got to learn how to get along with each other because there is power. There is power in the relationship that the saints have one with another. In the relationship that family members have with each other. We cannot just dismiss that. And when we talk about these toxic behaviors that we need to get rid of, we really need to take heed. We have to take heed to what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to. What God is trying to get across to us because there is to come a day of reckoning. There is to come a time of judgment. And I'm not talking about when when you cross over. (laughs) Sometimes that judgment, that reckoning, it happens tomorrow. May have happened Last month happened through your children and you start seeing that you're reaping the manifestation of what you have sown 
and evil and ill will, you know, things like that. So this is a topic. It's, it's important. It's important. Whether you're on the side of, of being the passive aggressive, uh, passive aggressive person, or if you are dealing with the passive aggressive person, it's, it's, it's imperative that you understand and become aware of the underlying purpose of that behavior. Understand it. If it's you who's demonstrating it, go before the Holy Spirit. Get into your quiet time with God. Ask him to show you and reveal to you why you're dealing with this behavior, why you're exhibiting this behavior. If it's fear, I'm telling you, you better stand on the word of God. Seek deliverance. But know and understand who you are. One of the things that I tell my clients all the time, when we establish your core values, when you understand who you are, don't let nothing come against that. Stand for it. Be firm. Be confident in who you are. And sometimes that's the biggest problem. That's why we have fear because we don't have the confidence that we need to walk in our truth, to walk in who we are. Once you understand the purpose of the behavior, then you as a Christian, as a, as a man, as a woman of God, you have to take down that stronghold. You got to be very clear especially when you are dealing with demonic warfare. You got to be very clear that you have no room, no rest, no place in this dwelling as the righteousness of Christ, as the, as the one that was made in his image. My body is a temple of God. You cannot dwell in this place. Kick him out. Kick him out. And if you're dealing with somebody who's struggling with that passive-aggressive behavior, begin to, to pray for them, deal with them, you know, in, in um, a, a Christian way. But at the same time, sometimes you got to hold people accountable, and it depends on the relationship that you have with them. Now, I'm not saying get into a direct, you know, sparring conflict with these people. But ask God for direction to lead you how to deal with and steer you in the right direction on how to deal with that specific individual and that specific situation. The social conflict that comes with it is it, real difficult to navigate your way through it because a lot of times when you're dealing with a passive aggressive person, they have a net at making you feel doubtful about who you are, doubtful about the situation, doubtful about whether you were able to discern or assess their intentions clearly. Now, I am one who believe <laughs> resist the devil and he'll flee. Now, if you got to get away from him, cut him off. 
But if this is someone that you are having an ongoing relationship with, you cannot steer clear from that person. And sometimes, especially in the workplace, it's not always good to have to report them. You got to deal with it. You have to deal with the situation. You can't avoid it. See, because then you become passive aggressive. You can't avoid the responsibility of you confronting the situation. You just have to learn how to do it. One of the ways to not do it is to deny it or even to blame the person or confront the person in in an aggressive way. That's not going to help you. Try to find yourself seated in an empathetic in an empathetic posture concerning that individual, understanding where are they coming from? What is their thought frequency? What what what's going on with this person? What's really going on? Open up your spiritual eye so that you can see things that in the natural are not as evident, so that you can address that person for the benefit of enhancing or improving the relationship. Now, mind you, I'm talking about people that it you have a vested or continuous relationship with, not the ones you got to cut off, because some of them you got to just cut them off. Other ones, you got to learn how to deal with it. The, the first thing is you got to identify the type of behavior. You got to identify it. Take the time. See, we get so lazy at life. And I'm, I'm, I am the first to say that I'm guilty of that. We get so lazy at life that we just let life happen. And we don't happen to live. We just let life happen. We let situations happen. We let circumstances happen. And we just think that through osmosis, something's going to come down and fix it. No, that's not what happens. Faith without works is dead. So we got to do our part. So the first thing you got to do is to identify the, the type of passive aggressive behavior. Determine whether it's malicious, self-protective, or unintentional. Are they being malicious? Are they just trying to protect themselves just because they don't have better tools? Or is it unintentional? And I would venture to say, if it's malicious, consider, consider heavily if you need to cut them off. If it's self-protective or unintentionally and unintentional, then put yourself in a more empathetic posture concerning the situation. So if it's unintentional, I want you to not just be empathetic, but I want you to measure how significant the behavior is. Is it something that really bothers you? I mean, come on. If it was, you know, if it was unintentional, you know they didn't mean it. You know, you know that it wasn't directed towards you. The thing I cannot stand now, <laughs> I'm just being real with y'all. When people know you, you're not intending nothing towards them. This, this wasn't intended towards you. You just may be a, a bystander who by chance got a little of the residuals 
of what was put out there. But now you want to, you know, get all haughty or angry, you know, and everything because it actually happened. But you know, there was no true ill intent behind it. Sometimes you won't be able to assess accurately, you know, whether it's unintentional, self-protective, or malicious. You, you, you might not be able to do it, but you got to practice. You got to practice. You know, was the behavior unintentional? And if the answer is yes, then now I need you to be empathetic. Put yourself in that person's place. And I'm not talking about right or wrong at this point. I'm, I'm not talking about good, bad, or indifferent. What I'm talking about is just be present in the moment with that person and understand, okay, if I was right here, how would I want to be treated? How would, I, how would I want someone to, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt or have mercy on me or give me, extend to me grace? Because I know it was unintentional, you know. You know, they they said one thing, you know, and, and they were trying to, their agenda was something totally different, you know, but it, it wasn't personal against me. It's just they don't know, they don't have the tools to be able to be direct or confront this head on. So how do you deal with it? Can I can I let it go? Can I extend to them the same level of grace that I want because it was unintentional? If they were being self-protective. They want to protect their own interests. They want to protect <coughs> their um, concept or maybe I talked about the job. Some people might want to protect their job. They want to be territorial. You know, over what is their best interest. Not even considering how their behavior can be uh, hurtful uh, to others. When they're self-protective, I believe, especially when you're in relationship with the person, you have to hold them to a place of accountability, but still be empathetic to them. Because sometimes it ain't all about you. It ain't all about your self-interest when there are multiple people involved. It's not all about you. So when you are exhibiting that passive-aggressive behavior, I I may have to challenge you so that I can help sharpen you. But I'm not going to confront you in an aggressive tone or or an unempathetic, you know, or uh, judgmental way, blaming you. For what you lack. I'm not going to criticize you or or condemn you. Prayerfully, the Holy Spirit will convict you. But I'm going to be there to let you know that I care about you. I care about you. And I want you to be able to be more self-sufficient in who you are. And uh, self-aware of those around you and and how you interact and engage with them so that you can have more meaningful relationships with the people that are surrounding you. 
finally assessing if they're malicious. Now, y'all know, we try so hard to act like people are not malicious when we know they're malicious. We know people are malicious in the things that they do. Now, I personally would say cut them off. When you see those behaviors, you know, when they, those narcissists and, you know, they're trying to manipulate and control the situation through evil and damage and all of that stuff, cut them off. Cut them off. And sometimes, you know, when when we have strong authoritarians in our lives, especially those of us who have been abused in the past by authority, we for some reason gravitate towards those people and we don't want to cut them off because we want their, um, not their protection, but we want their acknowledgement. We want their recognition. So we don't want to cut them off and we know they just as malicious You know, cut them off. Cut them off. And then take a look at yourself. Take a look at you. (laughs) Know if you're overreacting to a person's um, behavior. Because sometimes we assign people as being passive aggressive. And really, honestly, it's just we all up in our feelings. Somebody ain't said something the right way. Somebody may make a joke in front of somebody and we might feel like, oh, you disloyal. You being passive aggressive. You going to slight me in front of other people. Are we overreacting? Are we misassessing this person's behavior because of our own immaturity? And then the flip side of that, for those of us who are more controlling of people, trying to control people's behaviors and and control people's mindset, are our demands unreasonable? Are our expectations unreasonable? Are we causing people to interact and engage with us being passive aggressive because we created an environment that they don't feel safe enough to tell us how they really feel? Like I said, take a look at yourself. Are you the one that's passive aggressive? And if you are, seek deliverance. Go before God. Ask him to expose to you the root of these uh, demons, this stronghold that you're dealing with. Understand and determine what you want to get out of life as it relates to engaging with people. We have already established that God desires for us to commune with each other, to come together, to be a community, to be a support one for another. But when we're dealing with this passive aggressiveness on one side or the other, it strains relationships. It estrains us from one another. And God is not pleased. Get to know people, understand them, Understand why, you know, if if it's worth the relationship, why are you exhibiting this passive aggressive behavior? And sometimes stuff just get instilled in us, you know, from from childhood. You got to challenge people. 
Challenge them. Let that be your goal. To challenge people to be careful when you deal with them to stay calm and and always empathetic to their situation. Don't always try to um, detect and uncover a person's intention without going to them and discussing how, you know, they feel or or the situation. I'm going to do a series on uh, dealing with difficult people. There's a book, and I love this book. I love this book. And uh, I really want to bring that to this community. I want to bring that to this community so we can talk about these things because God wants us to get out of this rut that we're in, the rut of, of spiritual, emotional, psychological, you know, immaturity. Immaturity. We are just simply immature. We don't know how to deal with certain things. You have to be assertive. You have to be assertive. You have to be respectful and empathetic. If you create a concoction of assertiveness, respect, and empathy, you can deal with just about any situation that you encounter. Because you're doing it from a direct stance. You're dealing with people respectfully. With the goal of modifying the situation or trying to enhance it. Listen to people. Listen, hear what they say. (coughs) Understand where they're coming from. Just hush sometimes. Just listen. Just observe. Don't always be so critical of of a person's disposition because they don't have the tools that you have. Remember that as humans, we model certain behaviors that are oftentimes not conducive to, you know, good good relationships and relating well with people. So, uh... We have to change. We got to, anything that we learn, we can unlearn. Anything that we have learned, we can unlearn. So those of you who are struggling with being passive aggressive, you can change that. Those of you who are struggling with people around you who are passive aggressive, you can, you can help them. Hold them accountable. And when they go into denial... Just have the facts right there with you. But always do things in loving kindness. Loving kindness. Don't try to blame them for the behavior. That's not going to do anything to help. Having revenge or seeking revenge, trying to control or guilt people, being sarcastic, stabbing them in the back. None of that's going to help your situation. It's just going to make it worse. It's going to make it worse. 
Get to know the people that you ought to know. Understand what are their rewards in life. What do they want? What makes them who they are? What types of things will escalate into conflict if if we don't deal with them directly? Try to compromise when necessary. But always, always, always hold them to a place of accountability. And that has a lot to do with the relationship that you have with that individual. You can't hold a person accountable that you don't have a relationship with. Because <laughs> all that's going to come off is, is you trying to control or usurp their own authority in their own life. So it takes work. Put in the work. Get to know them. Ultimately, at the end of the day, while we know how to deal with these things because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, we know how to pray and how to deal with these things, you know, in the spirit, but there's a natural component to it. There are tangible tools that we need to use practical every day to get us out of this. So I'm going to end here because I went longer than I expected to go. And I always do this. And uh, that's just my lot in life, I guess. <laughs> but I, I pray that this is at least enough for you all to think about. I want you to think about, you know, what what does passive aggressiveness mean to you? What does it mean to you? Maybe the overview that I read doesn't relate to you. Maybe it does. What has it done in your life? What type of adverse effect has it had in your life? What type of change do you want to see? Where do you want your relationship to be with those that you have been passive aggressive with or those who are passive aggressive towards you? Do you want to see change? Do you agree or align with the fact that God is not pleased with that because it's inauthentic? It is not genuine. It's not true. It's not uh, of 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 truth. It's it's about what effort you're going to put into your life, so that you can have the best life, so that you can live an enhanced enhanced life, and those around you can have a more enhanced life. Now, if you are one who struggles with speaking your truth, use some techniques to to better, um, number one, identify what that truth is. Be clear on it. Maybe, you know, repeat to yourself what your truth is before you say it to others. Practice, make permanent. Identify what is your truth and then have confidence Not just in you, but in God. That he made you, he created you and who you are. And therefore, that's all you need. That's the only validation that you need to walk upright, head forward, up and straight, confident in who you are and who Christ is in you. And then understand your right. You're right. You're you're entitled to say yes or no. To agree or disagree. 
But if you're struggling with a spirit of rebellion, I would I would just admonish you, get that taken care of. That spirit is so common that when you start dealing with it, I'm telling you, it ain't going to want to go. But you got to do what you got to do. Get the deliverance that you need. Father, we just thank you. I thank you and I honor you for uh, this moment with Moa broadcast today. And for those who are under the sound of my voice, Lord God, I just pray that you will touch their hearts today. That Father God, for those who are struggling with people who are passive aggressive towards them and for those who are struggling internally with passive aggressive behavior, Father God, bring forth deliverance even now. Lord, we approach your throne, not through our own vain glory, but because we trust you, we believe in you. We honor you today, God, because we know that you are a prayer answering God. And just this simple prayer today that we're saying to you, Lord God, we surrender all to you. We come to your throne and we say, oh God, it is me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We need full deliverance. Father God, help us expose this demon, this spirit that has us bound. Expose this stronghold and break every chain on our minds and in our souls, Lord God, that will have us bound to the spirit. Release to us the the fruit of your spirit, Lord God. Help us to be more like you. We relinquish everything that belongs to the enemy and ask God that you will deliver us even now. Give us strategy, understanding, wisdom as to how to move forward. Father God, I thank you and I praise you and I honor you today. And we seal this prayer this afternoon with our faith. And ask God that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. And we ask for immediate manifestation of your glory as an output of this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen.